0: You're listening to Time in the Word. The redeemed will never face judgment for their sin. The Lord Jesus Christ took our sin on the cross and the Father judged it, and Christ paid the penalty upon His death. God's righteous judgment was satisfied, for Christ rose from the dead. However, sin will influence what transpires at the judgment seat of Christ in terms of whether we lose or gain rewards. Having already discussed the judgment that will occur at the rapture, known as the judgment seat of Christ, Dr. Gonzalez will now discuss the judgments that will take place at the Lord's second coming, which includes the judgment of the living Gentiles, the judgment of the living Jews, and the judgment of the Old Testament and tribulation believers, and the judgments after his millennial kingdom, which will include the judgment of Satan and the fallen angels, the judgment that destroys the present heavens and earth by fire, and the judgment of the unsaved. Let us listen as Dr. Gonzalez continues his study on End Times Prophecy.
1: Last week we started our uh, chapter on the coming judgments and uh, resurrections. We are uh, pretty much at, a, at the final stretch of this series of studies that we've been doing for the last several months. Um, This is actually in the series uh, message number 32, so if you've missed those uh, previous ones you can certainly be able to either listen to them or watch them on our website. Uh, That information will uh, be provided later on for you. Last week we started looking at, uh, we said that there was three major categories or or times when judgments were going to be occurring. Last week we started looking at uh, the judgment at the rapture. This is the judgment uh, to which believers will uh, come before the judge to have their lives and works and motives evaluated. Uh, again, these are those who have lived during the church age, lived and died during the church age, uh, and who are resurrected and then rap- and those who are still living, raptured. And during that seven-year tribulation period, while the world is enduring the tribulation, the church is with the judge and they are going through the judgment seat of Christ where they are... Their lives are being evaluated to determine what eternal rewards they will receive and what role they will play in the coming Millennium Kingdom. Uh, Today, we will look at uh, the judgments that will occur at the Second Coming. And there's three different judgments that we will look at uh, that the Bible clearly speaks of that will occur uh, when Christ comes for the second time along with those who were raptured, with the believers, and uh, comes to establish His Millennium Kingdom. Three judgments that we're gonna be looking at. First of all, we're looking at the judgment of the living Gentiles at the end of the tribulation period. Now, if, if you've been watching this program or listening to this program, you know that we have um, discussed that, uh, that those who are not in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ uh, when the rapture occurs are left behind on planet Earth Uh, to live through the seven-year tribulation period. At the end of that seven-year tribulation period, uh, the the first judgment that we're talking about is the judgment of the living Gentiles who are still alive at the end of the tribulation period. Joel, in Joel chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, says this, In those days and at that time, when i restore the fortunes of judah and jerusalem i will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of jehoshaphat there i will enter into judgment against them concerning my inheritance my people israel for they scattered my people among the nations and divided up my land and again in the new testament in matthew chapter 25 Uh, beginning in verse 31 this is what it says when the son of man comes in his glory and speaking of the second coming of Christ and all the angels with him he will sit on his throne uh, in heavenly glory all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from the other as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats he will put the sheep on the right and the goats on the left and further down it says then they will go away to eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life so when jesus returns we're told in scripture he will gather the nations to himself again we're talking about the people who are living, the Gentiles who are living at the uh, the end of the tribulation period, he will gather the nations of the world before him and he will separate the peoples of the world into two separate groups. One are the goats. Those are those who have refused to repent of their sin and who have refused the lord jesus christ as their lord and savior during the tribulation period and the others will be the sheep those are those who did repent and those who did give their lives and hearts to the lord jesus christ and accepted him as their lord and savior during the tribulation period obviously the goats represent the lost and the sheep represent the 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 saved. Now, the spiritual condition will determine, your, the spiritual condition of these individuals will determine whether they are sheep or goats. Again, if they're lost, they're, they're goats. If they're saved, they are uh, sheep. Now, those who are saved, those who are sheep, will be welcomed into his earthly millennium kingdom. And those who are goats, those who are unsaved, those who rejected Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we know that many will. In fact, we know that perhaps the vast majority of the people living during the tribulation will. Uh, And if you've missed again those series of messages of life on earth during the tribulation period, uh, we would encourage you to go back and and, uh, listen to them. Those will enter into eternal punishment according to that passage we just read in Matthew 25. Uh, Note that the text clearly indicates that how people, listen how people treated the jews during the tribulation will serve as evidence of their spiritual condition and again i don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this sidebar but i will go back and and just mention something that i have mentioned in the past i believe that the greatness of this country Uh, and we are a great country and we are still a great nation has come because of God's blessing and that blessing has come to us because of how we have treated the Jews uh, during the time of our existence as a nation but it will be the spiritual condition of these people will be evident by the way they treated the Jews during the tribulation period and we know for a fact that at least particularly during the last three and a half years of the Tribulation period, the Jews were severely persecuted by Antichrist and by Satan and by all those who aligned themselves with Antichrist, which is, uh, in my estimation, the vast majority of the people who were living during the Tribulation period. Those who persecuted and mistreated the Jews are regarded as unrighteous or unsaved while those who protected and supported the Jews will be regarded as the righteous. Now remember, those uh, uh, being judged those being judged here are going to be judged at what is often referred to as Uh, the great, well let me go back to this. We'll we'll, we'll touch a little bit on, on this a little bit later. But again these are individuals who have survived the great tribulation. Now that's the first judgment that we're speaking of that will occur at the second coming. The second judgment is this, the judgment of the living Jews at the end of the tribulation. We were just speaking of the judgment of the living Gentiles at the end of the tribulation. Now we're talking about the judgment of the living Jews at the end of the tribulation. Now there's uh, a passage that we want to look at here, Ezekiel chapter 20, verses 34 through 38. This is what the Word of God says. I will bring you from the nations and gather you from the countries where you have been scattered uh, with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm and with outpoured wrath. I will bring you into the desert of the nations and there face to face I will execute judgment upon you and again this is speaking of the Jews as I judged your fathers in the desert of the land of Egypt so I will judge you declares the sovereign Lord I will take note of you as you pass under my rod and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant I will purge you of those uh, who revolt and rebel against me Although I will bring them out of the land where they are living, yet they will not enter the land of Israel, then you will know that I am the Lord. And another passage that is worthy, I'm not going to read it now, but I'll give you the reference. Another passage that is worthy to look at is Matthew 25, verses 1 through uh, 30. Once the Lord has defeated his enemies at Armageddon, Matthew 24 31 tells us that the Jews will be gathered back to Israel where they will be judged as the Gentiles were. Jewish believers will be welcomed into the kingdom of Christ, the earthly millennium reign of Christ, while those who rejected uh, uh, Jesus Christ uh, will be cut off and sent away into eternal punishment the Jews entering into the kingdom will do uh, so as well in their natural bodies as will also uh, they will also have part of repopulating the earth now we know for a fact that scripture clearly teaches us that the Jews are God's chosen people but if you notice the righteous judgment of the judge in spite of the fact that They are Jews at the end of the tribulation, and they are part of that chosen race. They are part of God's chosen people. If these Jews rejected Jesus and failed to repent of their sin and acknowledged Christ as their Messiah, if they did not do so, they themselves, just like the Gentiles, will be uh, uh, cut off and, and will enter eternal punishment. There is no difference in spite of the fact that they are God's chosen people. Heaven is made available to all those who will come to him uh, by the prescribed way in scripture, which is by placing our faith and trust, in the finished work and in the person of Christ. No Jew, no Gentile will enter heaven any other way than by trusting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Now, the third judgment that will take place at the second coming of Christ is the judgment of the Old Testament and tribulation saints. Uh, Passes that we're gonna look at here, Daniel chapter 12, verses two and three. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake some to everlasting life others to shame and everlasting contempt those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars for ever and ever and in Matthew 16:27, it says, For the Son of Man is going to come to his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. And in Revelation chapter 20, verses 4 through 6, we are told, I saw thrones on which we were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony for Jesus and because of the word of God. And this is obviously people, saints during the tribulation period. They had not worshiped the beast or the image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ Uh, a thousand years the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended this is the first resurrection blessed and holy are those who have part in the first resurrection the second death has no power over them but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign uh, with him for a thousand years at his second coming Jesus will raise from the dead and reward all the believers who died during the Old Testament times and those who died during the tribulation period so we have now looked at the judgment that will take place at the rapture that is the judgment seat of christ where all christians will appear to have their lives and works uh uh, evaluated for uh, the purposes of eternal rewarding we are have now looked at the judgments that will take place at the second coming that's the judgment of the gentiles at the end of the tribulation the second is the judgment of the jews at the end of the tribulation and the third was the judgment of the Old Testament saints and those who had died, uh, saints that had died during the tribulation period. Now let's look at the judgments after uh, his millennium kingdom. Okay, God's judgment will be completed when the millennium reign of Christ ends and the three f- uh, final judgments take place. And again, we're going to look at three separate judgments that will occur after the millennium Kingdom. The first of all, first of them, is the judgment of Satan and fallen angels. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, it says this And the devil, who deceived them, was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. According to Paul, believers will actually play a role in the judgment of satan and the judgment of the fallen angels Uh, and a reference i can give you is first corinthians chapter six verse three scripture seems to indicate clearly that they will be judged for their sin and for their rebellion. And even though Satan's defeat and fate were sealed at the cross, it's not until the end of the millennium kingdom of Christ that God casts him once for all into the lake of fire forever. The second judgment that will occur after the millennium kingdom is the judgment which will destroy the present heavens. Uh, and earth by fire. A couple passages I want to look at here. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. And in Revelation 21, verse 1, it says, Then I saw a new heaven and new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth has passed away and there was no longer any sea. And a final passage I want to look at in regards to this particular judgment is in Isaiah 65, verse 17, and Isaiah 66, 22, where it says, Behold, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. As, they, as the new heavens and the new earth that I make will endure before me, declares the Lord, so will your name and descendants endure. Because of the remaining elements in this cursed uh, uh, creation, the heavens and the earth, as we know them, will be destroyed, and a new heaven and a new earth will be created. And the The words used to describe this uh, new heaven and new earth literally speak of a new creation. I know there has been debate among evangelical Christians as to whether it's a renovated earth or it's a little new creation. I am of the position that it will most likely be a brand new creation, very similar to the creation, uh, to to that which God originally created in Genesis 1 and 2. Nonetheless, it will not have any of, of the things that have stained And curse the earth it will be a brand new creation where there is no sin there's no hint of sin there's no sin nature there's no Satan there's no evil whatsoever and this will be the place where we will live in the presence of God forever and ever and the the last judgment I want to look at in this uh, uh, after the Millennium Kingdom is the judgment of the unsaved. The passage I want to look at here is Revelation chapter 20 verses 11 through 15 and it says, "Then I saw a great white throne and this is this is that judgment which is referred to as the great white throne judgment." And he says, "And him who was seated on it, earth and sky fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened." Another book was opened, which was the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead uh, that were in it, and and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, He was thrown into the lake of fire. Once again, and I want to spend a little bit of time considering this particular judgment. This is what is referred to as the great white throne judgment. And it is the judgment of the unsaved. All those throughout human history who have refused to repent and who have not acknowledged Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, whether they were looking forward to the cross or they're looking back to the cross is irrelevant. But if they did not trust Christ as their Lord and Savior, they will be resurrected at this time to appear before the great white throne judgment. And again, this is not a judgment uh, where you will appear to determine whether you go to heaven or not that has already been determined by you you will be uh going to hell or actually you will be eventually be cast into the lake of fire uh where you will spend an eternity uh away from god and where god will not be present and i can even begin to imagine what that will be like but nonetheless listen Scripture is clear in teaching us that that which God created in order to punish Satan and the fallen angels was not the place that he created for humans to go to. But humans will go there because of their refusal to repent of their sin and their refusal to acknowledge Christ as Savior. And one point I want to make, and if you don't get anything else out of this particular point that I'm, I'm making is this. You will appear before christ the judge your life will be evaluated the degree of rewards that you received will be determined as to first of all if you made a profession of faith and trusted christ as lord and savior the degree of punishment that you receive will be determined not that's a given because you rejected christ here you are at a place where your your life is judged based on the fact that you rejected christ and then the degree of punishment that you received it, 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 it is based on how you lived your life even as an unbeliever there's absolutely nothing that is hidden from the great judge and listen there is a book kept in heaven called the book of life and This passage that we just read in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 uh, through 15, clearly teaches us this. If our name does not appear in the book of life, we are guaranteed a place in hell and in a place where God will not ever be present and that will be part of the torment that these people will experience forever and ever these souls will experience forever and ever the only way you can ensure that your name will appear in the book of life is to come to a place in your life and it may be this very moment when you come to a place in your life where you recognize that you are a sinner that you have a sinful nature and that you have committed acts of sin and come to a place in your life where you repent of that sin which has brought enmity between you and God and you forsake that sin, repent and confess that sin, ask God to forgive you of that sin and ask Christ to come into your life and trust Him as your Lord and Savior. Remember, even as a Christian I don't go to heaven because of how good I am even after I become a Christian. I go to heaven because of the righteousness of Christ and because His righteousness was imputed to me. And because of His righteousness, God allows me to enter heaven. So if you want your name to appear before uh, in the book of life, you must come to a place where you repent of your sins and trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior.